What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Sanderson Farms Chicken Championship 2023 DFS and betting preview. That's right, one show, all your DFS and betting needs tonight for the Sanderson because right after this, we're going to record our Ryder Cup show and our Ryder Cup recap show. Pat, good evening. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Um, Beautiful. Recovering a little from our, yeah. our member guest weekend, which we'll get into as well, I'm sure, Same. later on. But, um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm feeling good. Having a little drink here. So, shouldn't shouldn't be. I shouldn't be. But I am having one anyway. It's funny you say that. I am not. I, I, I could not. Uh, I don't know. I just couldn't. Mm. I'm still in, like, rehydration mode. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, we're there. But we're going to talk about the member guests a little bit at the end of the Ryder Cup recap show. Uh, but tonight, this show, DFS, betting preview for the Sanderson. I hope you haven't eaten anything, people. If you've eaten anything heavy or you, you, a little, it, even a little bit of gastrointestinal issues at the moment, you probably don't need to open up DraftKings, open up the betting, open up the sports book and look at the field because Emiliano Grillo is the highest ranked player in the field. It, it's, it's a sad state of affairs, but we're still going to do it. We're still going to grind it out. I've uh, had a good first look conversation with the Nut Hut fam this morning, the Discord family this morning about some early clicks. I will say, changed my mind on a couple names. I've come around on a couple. I'm ditching a couple that I talked about this morning. Um, but we're, we're going to start off with the betting stuff. Then we're going to get into the DraftKings stuff at the end. I'm uh, going to give you our favorite outright picks, our top 26 pack, and cover each um, you know each pricing tier on DraftKings for DFS purposes. And there's something I want to go over with that in the beginning. Remind me, Pat. Make sure I don't forget it. Some uh, okay. a little historical relevance for Sanderson Farms, as well as a, a new twist this fall that I think is really going to matter for DFS. So, as always, we are presented to you by our friends at Leaderboard. Uh, pumped to have Leaderboard on board with the Tour Junkies, and you would be too if you download the app. It's free in iOS and Android stores right now. The link is in the description of this podcast. Check it out. Uh, it is your one-stop shop for things like putting in your own scores and keeping track of your own stats, some nice stats that I'm sure you're probably not keeping on your own game. Leaderboard makes it super easy, very fast to put it in. Literally, it would take less than 10 seconds a hole, probably around five seconds as soon as you finish a hole to put that data in. Leaderboard saves it and then sends it all to the USGA for your gen records, if you like. And uh, there's a social element to it as well make fun of your friends you can post pictures you can have the social feed follow people join the tour junkies group do that you're going to want to make sure you do that as we like to see everybody's scorecards automatically post in the discord with the leaderboard discord bot so check out our friends at, at, uh, at leaderboard <clears throat> let's get into this pat sanderson farms been here 10 years country club of jackson we know what's up right it's uh it's kind of a, a another run-of-the-mill birdie fest in the fall bermuda lovers love this place Good putters and poor ball strikers have won. Good ball strikers and poor putters have won. It's a grab bag, mixed bag of winners at the Sanderson Farms Championship. And like I said, super weak field. Uh, I guess Grio being the top ranked, but of course Ludwig Aberg, who is and I refuse to say I I, I don't I, know, I was about to say, wait a second, we learned that his his name is is said differently. Is what? What Ober. is it? It's Obear. But see, I don't even think that's what he said. I don't even think that's. I don't even think that's how he said it. I don't know. But is that more? Whatever. Is that more accurate than Aberg? Yes, but I'm not going to get it right anyway. So I'm just going to say Aberg, because I think too for the Americans listening, which is mostly who we have. If I'm like Obear, they're going to be like, is he talking about Lucas Herbert? If I just say his last name, you know what I mean. And the last mm -hmm. thing anyone needs to do, anyone needs to do, is confuse Ludwig Aberg for Lucas Herbert, Air Herbert, Herbert, whatever. He's the worst. And Ludwig is a star. So, anyway, um, I, it's, it may be very American of me, but it is—it's how I'm doing it. So, Ludwig Aberg is your betting favorite at around ten to one, uh, which is kind of insane. The, the kid is having a meteoric rise. Um, and then you've got is guys he not ranked higher than Grio. He's not right now. No, I mean he's—he's—he hasn't had enough time to accrue world golf rankings, dude. He was—he was. He was I mean, he just popped his first pimple like six months ago. He's playing in college. Let's go ahead and put him. Let's uh, just, you want to go ahead and crown if, him? If we can just claim how we're going to say his last name, let's just claim him to be ahead of Grio in the ranking. I'm going to put him at 20. Go ahead and just say he's top 20 in the world. 
just because I want to. I mean, that, that's, that's quite the crowning for me. I mean, I, I think the kid is super talented. He may be the next Victor Hovland or better, but we've not even seen him play in a major yet, for crying out loud. Um, so I don't know. Seen him play in a Ryder Cup, though. <laughs> yeah, he's probably, he, he probably is truly better than 80, but <clears throat> I don't know that I'd put him at 20. That's just me. Uh, but you got Ludwig, you got Jaeger, Eric Cole, Grio. Those are your top four. <laughs> Keith Mitchell. Um, top four or five in the outright markets. It's been interesting. I've seen a little bit of movement, but a lot of it's also kind of stayed the same. Jaeger's shortened a little bit, which is weird. Um, Eric Cole. For me, it's Eric Cole and it's, it's Emiliano Grio. We got to get through these kind of quick because we got two shows. We don't want to do this, be here all night. Um, so for me, it's, it's Cole at 20 to one on DraftKings is the best number I found. And it's Emiliano Grillo at 25 to one on DraftKings as well. I, you know, what can you say about Eric Cole other than the guy's been extremely consistent? He's had a fantastic year. I don't worry about spraying the driver as much as I believe you can. And, and it's been proven that you can play this place quite well, spraying the driver. It's very similar to Napa to me. Um, this course isn't much different. Finished fourth in Napa. Um, Grio would be your course horse. He's got a little better course history, and he's playing really, really well. Um, we last saw him, though, at the Tour Championship. So that's, that's kind of one question mark for Grio. But I went back and looked over, his, over the last four or five years. Grio, Grio usually has a solid finish in his first event back. I mean, it's not that he's won, but obviously he hasn't won very much at all, twice. But um, he's not one of these guys at his first event from a fall break or summer break. He doesn't come back like super flat like a lot of guys do. So those two at the top for me, and that will be it. I love this middle section. <clears throat> yeah, I did too. I couldn't stop writing down names in the middle section, but I do like Eric Cole. I'm with you there up to 25 to 1. He's at 20 to 1. Um, I like Jaeger. I think I'm going to bet Jaeger at 22 to 1. You know, I know I kind of I, I just shat on him a little bit at the, at the Fortinet yeah. and where he was. I think I'm, I like Jaeger this week. You know, if you look at the stats for him when you, when you kind of break it down, they, they look really the good. The stats are great. The stats for this are great. Course. And, you know, he's been solid. Yeah. You know, disappointing 45th at the Fortinet. Yeah. You know, had a couple top 25s before that. Um, you know, a relatively average course history here. But I think I'm going to go ahead and just back Jaeger. Somebody knows something <clears throat> about Jaeger, and I want to be on the right side of history with this. Okay. <laughs> So I'm just going to bet him at 22-1. It seems like, it seems like it, yeah, everything is definitely clicking for him. The putter is the thing not clicking for him. And it does seem like if that can snap into place, Jaeger will be, will, will be up in the conversation. It is alarming, though, that his last top five finish, top five finish on the PJ Tour was in July of 2022. Um, I, I just... And it does feel like he may be taking a step into uh, like a potential level up situation for Stefan Jaeger. So, I mean, I, you, you could write that off a little bit, but. Wait, his last what? His last top five was July of 2022. Oh, top five. Yeah. Okay. So like just, you know, being in it and being close to that, con you know, we're talking outrights here at 18 to one. That was the, I mean, uh, yeah, I think he's, we'll talk about him in DraftKings, but I, I, I'm passing here. Anybody else in this range for you? No, that's pretty much it for me. All right, let's keep it moving. Now, this mid-range, <clears throat> I absolutely love. Uh, I might even, I don't know, man. DB's Big Balls betting card, you know, now allows me to have somebody like Eric Cole on the card at 20 to 1, as mm -hmm. long as he doesn't shorten. But, by the way, yeah, we haven't done a show since Fortnite, right? I mean, other than the Ryder Cup. Correct. Oh, you're, oh, you're, uh, you're Sahith? Victory lap. I, I hit Sahith, and I'm out now up units again. Just For units falling all over your, you know, insert the, what's the gif of the guy looking up, or the girl, and just the hot dogs falling all over her face. That's you. And units. Yeah. Just units. Mm -hmm. Hot dog units. me all over the face. Units in the face. Good for anyway, you. Good for you. Good. I was happy to hit Sahith. We didn't get, Sahith, I feel like it, we didn't give him enough credit, because, you know, he didn't. Well, we both liked him on the show. We both talked about him. I mean, like afterwards. Oh, well, because everybody just... to Ryder Cup. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, also, boy, is it just me or is, is the Ryder Cup coverage, both pre and post, 
uh, the wrong show for that. Let, let's just, yeah, yeah. Let's we, just, I want to get into that. We, we got to want to get into that. That's a big point of some okay. things I need to talk about. We, we got to move. Give me your guys in the mid range. Who are some of your favorites? I got a bunch. Of them. I'm going to try to narrow it down. Maybe if you talk about them, I'll, I'll just echo and then move on. All right. I got a few in here. Um, for one, I feel like I'm, this is buying into a little hype this week, but I'm, I'm going to buy into the SH Kim hype. I'm going to buy into some of that hype. Okay. 30. Four to one, thirty-three to one. Um, I I'm, I'm kind of feeling it. I'm selling him high right now. Um, you know, had that second place finish um, back at the Fortinet, so I do like I do like some SH Kim, and he's I mean, from a stat standpoint, also similar to Jaeger, looks really good. Other <laughs> than I would say his approach numbers don't actually don't look very good. Um, but he's played well recently. So, and he's got a pretty good tournament history here. Well, he finished top. He was T13 in 2023. SH Gim. Doug Gim. He also played good on that Sunday at the Fortinet. I will give him that. He, he, he played yeah. nicely at this, at this Sunday. Doug Gim is popping for me a little bit. He's yeah. at 45 to 1. <clears throat> I like Svensson. Damn it. <laughs> 45 to 1. Same. I like Sam Ryder at 50 to 1. Same. Really love Hodges at fifty to one. Same. And by the way, he is one where there's a. I've seen the most discrepancy on odds. Like I've seen him as short as, I think he's thirty five to one. Uh, where is he thirty? Where's Hodges? Yeah, he's thirty three to one on points bet, but he's fifty to one on DK and forty to one on bet MGM. So Hodges has a little like. Go ahead and get him on DK if you like him. Yeah. Um, and then Alex Smalley at 40 to 1. Dude, I mean, I, you literally name everybody but SH Kim I have written down here. <clears throat> um, I, I, think, I think Doug Gim is, is one of my favorites out of the ones you mentioned. Um, I'm a be- big believer in Alex Smalley. I think, I think in terms of upside and ceiling, I think Alex Smalley may have as high a ceiling as just about anyone in the field. He also may be terrible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we didn't get to see him at the Fortinet, but he, he could also have a really bad week. But I think given his ball striking ability, his iron play, his green and regulation numbers over the long term, <clears throat> I think Smalley is one of the highest upside guys. I, Pat, I, can I say that I, I think I'm going to bet on, on, on Bo, Bo Hostler? No, you can't do that. I think I am. I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. Only because in the last few tournaments, we've at least seen Bo pop a lo- pop more than he's not popped in the iron department. <clears throat> and that's been the problem with old Bo. The, the irons are trending in the right direction. You know, Obviously, over his career, they're way better because he's been absolute garbage over his career. But last 20 rounds, 1.1 strokes. Last 10, losing 1.1. Last 10, losing 0.8. Last 5, losing 0.1. I just think something could be trending in the right direction for the irons. And if he can close that loop, if he can close that, that ring on his Apple Watch, like, hey, stop being shitty with your irons, ding dong. Like, that would be really, that would lead to great things for Bo Hossler, I think. Good putter, yeah. good short game, hits it plenty far. He can miss some fairways. He can spray it, but you can you can get away with that out here. And you know what else? He's got our boy Dean Emerson on the bag this week, filling in. Now that could be that could go down in the negative column because you know Bo doesn't have his his normal guy, but Dean and and his normal guy have a good relationship. Dean and Bo are cool. This is just a one time fill in thing, but we see that sometimes, right? We see it sometimes. Somebody just fills in, and all of a sudden now it's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, if if Hostler <clears throat> wins, if I hit Hostler before you hit Hostler, oh. will you be done though with Hostler forever? Will you just like give him his win and never talk about him ever again? Maybe, maybe. Just just the one time yeah. I did it, he won, and then I and then I just ride off into the sunset. Yeah, I, I really do kind of like him. Forty to one on DK. Um, uh, by the way, people in chat. <clears throat> talking about my internet connection we, we'll take this <laughs> offline okay yeah it's can y'all not very to... technical of all the technical difficulties i've had this one is very technical like i can't even like I, I i would have to send you screenshots that i've tried to get to to figure out why just running a cable 
and hooking it up to the internet does not work on my computer. We we need like Pat's technical support channel in the Discord so that Pat yeah. anything technical we had support. That. We in had life. that, but then it got taken away when we condensed. We do have too many. We have too many channels. It's a, yeah. it's a wishful thinking. Um, okay, I, I have one name that I just want another one that I I just kind of want to get weird on, and and just just toss it out there. I'm just gonna toss it out. Just see what you think. And he's in this range. He's at fifty five to one on BetMGM, and. He's actually got a runner-up finish at this golf course, this golf, this golf tournament. Luke List. Ah, oh, goodness. He's got a runner-up finish, a 28th, 17th here. He loves this place. He comes here frequently. And look at old Lukey Dukey. At least in his last few tournaments, he's, he's spread him out a bunch. Look at him gaining strokes putting, like being neutral here, putting. Bombers can win here. Good iron play. You know, get get on the green in regulation. Do your do your thing. I I think it's I think it's interesting. I trust him. He's at fifty five to one. He's at fifty five. I trust him in contention. I don't want to watch it. I definitely I would I would watch it like I would watch it like this. Just because yeah. <clears throat> you know him putting. Thankfully, when he won, he was going up against Will Zalatoris at Torrey Pines, and both of them is just like a who could. Who could putt it worse? So, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to watch him if he's having to run down Bo Hostler or somebody who can putt, but um, if, it's, if it's not, I could see Luke getting it done. So those are just yeah. a couple more names in this range. But I love this, like, 40 to 70 range that I am probably— I think if you have a U at the end of your name, you have a really good chance of winning this. Also that. I like Dylan Wu. He's my favorite U yeah. at, the end of, at the end of the name guy is yeah. D. Wu. We got to keep riding that, right? Like he's playing too good. Yeah, I agree. He's not seeing the super high finish, like top five finishes yet. But I, I think, I think it could be coming. And one or two things go his way. He's he's holding the trophy. Um. All right. Speaking of one or two things going your way, it could easily go your way because I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. There are less than around 400 or so, maybe, people who are eligible to win the contest that I'm about to reference with our friends at SoBet, where you and a guest are going to be treated to a special day with me and Pat in the, in the flesh in Augusta, Georgia, that first full spring week of April on a Tuesday. Yeah. Very special time. You and a guest treated to that, courtesy of our friends at SoBet. So you tell me, this is going to be as good a chance as you could ever have to, to get this opportunity. We're going to drink. We're going to eat. We're going to watch some, some golf. It's going to be a great time. Um, and all you have to do is sign up for SoBet. If you've already signed up for SoBet, you're already entered. You're already in. And the drawing is taking place in less than 20 day, 28 days. Mm-hmm. 28 days from now, we'll be doing the drawing. Okay? Um, you're going to want to make that happen. Link is in the description. When you click the link, it'll pre-fill the code TJ. Uh, you'll go through there, pick, your, pick what you want to do. And then at the end, at the checkout, you want to try a free trial? You can do TJ trial in that uh, in that box um, and get a free month, free first month of SoBet. But listen, people are winning on SoBet. People are winning a bunch of money on SoBet. Our SoBet Saturdays have been fantastic in the Nut Hut. My boy Gutsy crushed it this week. I think he went five and zero. Oh. Somebody tell me, right? Or I think he won like almost all of his hit, all of his favorite bets. Somebody tell me. But <clears throat> anyway, SoBet where it's at. Uh, if you're betting in any capacity, props. Um, outright bet you know any sort of you know you're in a legal betting state and even if you're not legal betting state that's why i say the props thing is there you can totally take advantage of the incredible information at SoBet and all the good handicappers in fact i put up some exclusive SoBet bets for the Ryder cup and easily cashed nearly three units on the bets it was that easy bing bong done um so anyway, check it out. Link in the description. All you got to do is sign up, and you're entered into that contest and be paying attention at the end of the month when we make that drawing. You and a buddy could be coming here, hang out with me and Pat. Listen, tell your buddy, click the link. Let's just agree to bring each other, and whoever wins, we have to bring each other. Now you've just doubled your chances, right? Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Um, beyond that 75 to 1 range, I have two names. That's it. That's, this, that's it. I don't like any other names to win. At least as of now, I've thought about him. I've rolled a couple around in my brain. I've tried, but there's only two that I like. And 
It's Grayson Sig at 90 to 1 on points bet, who's playing really, really consistent golf right now, playing well, good in that mid to short iron range, loves Bermuda. I like G Sig at 90 to 1. And then it's Carson Young at 110 to 1. Both of these guys are on points bet. Uh, Carson continues to play well. I could see one of those two guys, first timers, lifting the trophy, uh, the chicken trophy. I could just, it would just be, I could see it happening in my mind's eye. That's about as long as I'm going. Okay. Well, I'm with you on Carson Young. I actually had him written down too. And I kind of like Matthew Naismith. I think Naismith could have a good, good, good week as well. I mean, he is always one of those players that's, you know, all, I mean, it's up and down. There's never a lot of consistency to his game. But this does feel like a good a good course fit for him. So I think Naismith at 110 to one is also one that we need to be looking at. Okay, I don't know. If I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not believing in Naismith just yet. But I'd love to see him bring it back around. Um, top 20s, two locks, one bomb. Top 20s. I'll start. I'm going Eric Cole at plus 115. I just it just feels like as much of a lock as it could be. As good as the guy's already played. And Fortinet and all year. It just I, I I think Eric Coles, I'm a believer. And then I'm gonna say Bo Hostler. I'm gonna say Bo Hostler at plus one ninety. I don't know why. I am very confident in in Bo this week for the first time in my life ever. Okay. He will why oh. mm. it could be my first ride on the on the on the Bo carousel. Of emotions, this this yeah, he'll week. buck you know. off. Yeah, we'll see. <clears throat> um, all right, what about your two locks? Well, uh, I do like Eric Cole, like you you do, but um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Grio. Yeah, at w- plus one thirty. I like that a lot. Um, and then I'll go with Hodges at plus one ninety. I, I like the Hodges call a lot too. He's playing great. I agree with you on yeah. Hodges. Um, all right, what about a bomb? Okay, um, God, where, what do we have to be again? Over? I can't remember what we used to do for this. Four to one. I'll, four to one. You- I'll go with Robbie Shelton, plus 400. I just can't stop. Can't stop with Robbie. Dude. He had a top 20 in his last start. I, I know, I know. I've quit Robbie. I've quit Robbie for now. I am very open to being pulled back in, but I have, I have stopped for now. So good luck, to, good luck on that. Good luck on that. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the people an absolute nuclear bomb, and I've given it before. I think he's hit at least once for us. He's come close, but Jason Duffner is eight to one. Man, you keep doing Duffner. Look at him. Look at his last five tournaments. Nineteenth, Fortinet. Nineteenth. That's in the that's in the top twenty. Probably dead heat stuff, but it's still there. Hey, he tied with Robbie Shelton, and he gained. 3.2 strokes putting. Look at, his, look at his putting since the John Deere. John Deere, he gained 1.8. Barbasol, 1. 3M, 2.2. Looked like his old self again for the two rounds at the Wyndham. Lost 3.5. Fortinet got it right back. Gained 3.2. Like, Jason Duffner finding anything with the putter is... I'm not saying the guy's going to win. He's not going to be like world beaters. But in a field like this, if he, if he gains... A stroke on the putting green, two strokes would be insane. Then his floor is pretty high. Like the dude doesn't make a ton of mistakes from a ball striking standpoint, especially on a course that you don't have to hit it 350 yards. You know what I mean? Eight to one? Eight to one, Pat. I still feel better about Shelton. (sighs) Shelton just, okay. All right. All right, so you went Shelton. What was his number again? Four to one. Okay. Grio at plus 130. Hodges plus 190. Grio. Now, those are all DK. I don't know if you could look at and find. I didn't look at the other books, so you might be able to see them. Yeah, they've all been slow. Okay. I would say Carson Young would be my honorable mention there. We don't do an honorable mention, but I would do one at plus 360 for Carson Young. So there's that. All right. Any other thoughts on the betting stuff? That's probably it. We covered it. I just love the middle. Yeah. And, and here's the thing about the DFS deal. And this is why I think, this is why at the same time we look at, and I talked about this a little bit this morning, but I, I'm going to give you some, some data here. I talked about it a little bit this morning on the First Look show 
is did you say data or beta data okay all right now the beta comes in the Don't rider give me a little beta beta comes in the rider cup show um is that with with the way this fall is this trans transitional fall that we're having with not the best player some of the best players with not the corn fairy tour injections like it, it the, the overall depth of the of these fields are are going to be much worse i think and so much so that even though i think there's there's obviously a ton of variance to these events i just think the, the what's what used to be considered a bomb or a lot we would get excited about long shot season remember pat remember the glory days of long shot season three four oh, yeah. five six years ago when you could have a guy like hudson swafford or matt jones and i know that i know those names sound stupid but those are names that we hit at 150 250 to one you could have guys like that win some of these tournaments because there's a little more depth, but those guys were also still good, really damn good golfers. And some of these people in these fields, I'm not sure they are. I'm just, I'm just not sure that they are. And so it's just, it's tough to, like, if I, if I start holding my nose and, and clicking outright bets here or plays on DraftKings in the 6K range, it just gets hard. I think it's going to be harder this fall to go real deep into the depths, you know? So I think the, and I'm, I'm talking to, I'm preaching myself here. I think we got to kind of like, you know, we, we got to kind of get our eyes checked and, and go, to the, go to the optometrist and get the little flippy thing where you do one or two or two or three or three or four or whatever, and you say mm-hmm. which one you like better. We, gotta, we have to adjust our vision in terms of what do we see as long shot season, who can actually win these tournaments. And there's some dog shit guys in the bottom of this field. And so when you start looking at the 200 to one, the 150 to one range, the 6K range in DFS, it's tough. Do you agree? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think you're right. I think you do have to adjust it a little bit. It's um, <clears throat> when was the last time we saw a winner over a hundred to one? Well, Lucas Glover was probably the closest thing at ninety. Um, that's the last I can remember. Um, and I have a terrible memory, so I'm doing I'm doing good to pull that one. I'm yeah, I'm just I'm not, I'm not seeing any. That I can think Svensson of. Svensson was a over 100. I'm sure there was one in 2023. Svensson yeah. was a. Oh, Lee Hodges. Was, was Lee Hodges over 101? No. God. Really? I can't believe I didn't have Hodges the week he won. That really pissed me off. Are you sure he wasn't over 101? Maybe he was. Somebody, somebody look that up for us. Um, all right. Yeah. This is what I want to talk about with DFS. And, and this ties in. So I want to do a quick recap on. The where is it? Okay, on the Fortinet, right? Okay, which I I wrote I wrote I, I'm doing this every week in the Nut Hut on the research thread. I'm going in and I'm looking at the last couple years DFS kind of postmortems for those those tournaments over the last couple of years in terms of like lineup construction, perfect lineup, how much money they spent, total ownership, uh, what did the chalk do? What you know, top scorers, where did they come from? Um, all those kind of things, right? And trying to help us understand what, what success in terms of DFS lineup construction has looked like. Well, I remember before the Fortinet a couple of weeks ago when I did all that post-mortem research on the 2022-2021 Fortinet. Now I realize it's not the biggest sample size in the world, but <clears throat> it, it looked a lot different than it ended up looking this year. What I mean by that is the last couple of years Fortinet before this one was kind of a kind of kind of wild wild west it was like you could spend a little less you'd have to you didn't you didn't people weren't blowing their full salary caps in terms of like what a perfect lineup would look like there was a lot less chalk that hit there was a lot more um a lot more chalk that ended up bombing um lineup construction was kind of you know pretty pretty uh studs and studs and duds or 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 consistent at least i don't have it in front of me but then what this Fortinet ended up looking like was very opposite. It was a lot of chalk hitting. It was a lot of the higher price guys doing better than they have done in the Fortinet in years past. It was um, you know a lot of a lot less 6K players in optimal lineups or perfect lineups or whatever. And and I think I'm telling you that because I think that is what we're going to see in fields like this for the exact reason that I'm talking about. And it's pertinent because when I looked at past Sanderson championships 
it's been very similar to past Fortinets before, before this most recent one. Like, for example, your two perfect lineups over the last two Sandersons would have spent $46,000 of their salary cap space and $43,000 in 2021. $43,000 out of $50,000. Go make a $43,000 lineup this, this year and tell me what your lineup looks like because you're, you're going to want to punch yourself in the face. It's, yeah. it's ugly. In previous Sandersons, in the last two Sandersons of the, top, of the 20 highest DraftKings point scorers over the last two Sanderson farms, only three of them were owned at 15% or more. So you were fine to kind of avoid chalk. You know, may, maybe pick a, a guy or two. Avoid the chalk and pivot. Um, only, only a couple of, only two of those three were in the 9K range. Sorry, three, all three were in the 9K and above range. But a lot of the 9K and above range whiffed. And then what did we see at the Fortinet? We saw a lot of the 9K and 10K range play fine, play solid. There weren't as many miscuts. There were there some upside plays there. I just think that this is pointing us to things are just going to look different with the weak field. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think they're going to look a lot different. Um, and we're going to see that a lot more, not just this week, not just Fortinet, but the rest of this, this fall. Yeah, I so. think I think you have to accept that there is variance here, and and that's that's something we're going to embrace. But at the end of the day, like <clears throat> you're you're probably going to have to eat more chalk in DFS than you have in Sanderson Chicken Championships of the past, because mm-hmm. the field is just it's just not there, right? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think in general we're seeing that too in DFS in general is like chalk hits at a higher rate now than it did in twenty. 20 probably 20 2018 and probably damn sure 2015 when we started and nobody knew what the heck they were doing and nobody had all the data so <clears throat> i just think that's something to pay attention to we want to find pivots for sure but we can't avoid all the chalk in this line of construction stuff i don't know i hope that I think was- there's a tendency to 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 always have a mindset of um trying to avoid that chalk and you just kind of have to i think change that a little bit to saying okay well um, especially in fields like this, I, you know, I'm going to have to eat some of this chalk. Who are my favorite guys? When I'm looking at, you know, you know, be a little disciplined about how you're setting your pool. You know, who are your favorite chalk guys? Play them. You know, yeah. Don't worry about the fact that they could underperform. Just play them, and then sprinkle in the the pivots and the low owned guys um, in there with it that you like. So, yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean. I, we may have to embrace some guys at super high ownership if we just know that they're they're just they're just the best options of this field, right? And and I, I I'm I'm saying all that also realizing that there's not as much that separates an Eric Cole from an Alex Smalley, whereas you know typically in a regular strength field event, maybe a guy at ten three or the third highest priced player in the field versus the guy at eighty nine hundred, there might be a little bit more of a gap, but. <clears throat> I, I, I think it's more about understanding the 7K and 6K options. Like, I don't want to build a lineup that requires me to, to have, a, or I don't want to have a player pool that requires me to have a whole lot of low 7 and 6K players. Yeah, I, I just don't. So, um, all right, let's, let's get into that. Also, I want to remind everybody we are doing some NFL listener leagues and some PGA weekly listener leagues that are open to everybody not just the Discord, not just the Nut Hut. And the link is in the description below. Um, you can just click on this. It's the Splash Contest. So we do an NFL league every week. And by the way, Pat, I don't know if you saw, but I mixed it up this week. I just want to try a couple different formats since there's some different formats on Splash. We've done the NFL tiers where you just pick a player out of each tier, which, by the way, you and I have been crushing it. So good, congrats to us, although I think you just missed the cash this week. and I Yeah, I think I barely missed cashing. And I'm, I'm cashing, but um but you you won last week and then i cashed last week so i mean you guys clearly just suck at nfl but um we're gonna do a weekly nfl contest through the end of the year and we're also doing uh, a a weekly pga contest i was gonna tell you i changed up the nfl contest this week just to see what everybody likes if people complain we'll move it but i made it the uh the pick them so you literally just pick every game from sunday and monday you're just picking score you're just picking who wins and i like trying the different uh, yeah. you know different things that they have to offer <clears throat> yeah so, so 
the contests are five bucks an entry, two max entries, uh, only fifty in each contest. Like I said, uh, and so when it fills, when it fills is full, we'd love to fill it. So check it out. Um, all you gotta do is click the link if you uh, and if you don't have an account, whenever you click the link, that'll take you to do whatever you gotta do. Um, and you'll see our commissioner page. We are commissioners on Splash. So you'll see our commissioner page, and on that page, you'll always find whatever live contest we are running. So check that out. All right, that's the. Uh, I hope that made sense. The whole DFS thing. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe I poorly communicated it. But and and maybe it's. You know, I'm not the the sharpest tool in the in the box. But I feel like even though the sample size is small, it's it's something to pay attention to given the strength of field here. All right, nine k and above range. With that being said, we got to narrow it down. We got to narrow it down. I mean, you know, a lot of these guys we talked about as some of our favorite bets. Um, and what will help us narrow it down is obviously ownership. Big question for me is, what are people doing with Ludwig Aber? Aber, blah, 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 blah. What are people going to do? You already had Nikolai Hoygaard, who was scheduled to play in this event. He WD'd. I can't imagine. I mean, again, I'm about to be 40, but I can't imagine partying like it appears the European Ryder Cup team did, and we know that from years past, they do it quite well. And yeah. then f- after, after all he's already done, w- from like, you know, the PGA Tour schedule to playing in uh, two events on the DP World Tour, t- including winning a DP World Tour event, including almost winning another DP World Tour event, including playing in the Ryder Cup as a rookie, four, four matches, and that whole thing, and then flying back over to Jackson, Mississippi. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm he is a hundred percent a stay away in the outright market. He is not a stay away in DFS if people are going to overlook him. But I doubt people are going to overlook him. But I don't see a great, a, I don't see a top priced ten nine kind of week out of Ludwig. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't think he's a stay away. I'm never a huge narrative guy anyway, and I don't. I, I mean. How much do you think he partied? Was he a lot of partying pictures? He's 22. He was on the bus. Like, I'm sure he was on the bus. I don't understand. He's 22 in Rome. Why would you not just, God, I would just chill. Just take a, take a breath, Ludwig. I don't, I mean, he's a robot, dude. He's a freaking robot. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, that being I'm, said, he may, he may come out and just beat everybody like crazy. Well... Then again, too, when you're looking at putting your lineups together, I mean, it, it does make it very hard to make it look like you were saying earlier, not having yeah. to dip into the low 7K range a good bit. So um, I, I think, you know, I, 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 I think he's going to be chalky for sure. You do. Um, because I, I, think, do. I think most touts and podcasts and articles are going <coughs> to obviously bring up the same thing that, that we just said. Like, that, that is the dumb obvious question in the room with Ludwig is is how does that hangover affect him um I still think he's gonna be chalky though yeah man okay I don't I mean, know I bet he's like I, 20 yeah 21 22 percent owned people love him that's for sure well so and and I, I I messed around with building a lineup with a guy in the 10K and a guy in the 9K. It is doable. I, I'm I'm not saying that I won't have any players in my player pool from the 6K range. I have names in the 6K range I am willing to play. What I'm saying is I don't want many of them, and the few that I have, I don't want them eating up a whole. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be even more careful than regular weeks to make sure I'm not too overweight on the the 6K range in general. But it is possible. I mean, I built a a couple of like one guy in the 10, one in the nine, jump down. Like I did it. I don't know. We'll see what, we'll see what Ludwig says. If you're, if you're in, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to click the like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and drop a comment. Where do you think, what do you think people are going to do with Ludwig? Are they just going to talk about how scared they are of playing Ludwig with the hangover? Because I mean, if you're playing him at 10, nine, as sexy as it feels to click his name, you need him to like, what minimum you need him to like top five in DK point scoring. But then even if he does that and he doesn't win, what is he costing you? Like you said, in terms of what you have to do with the rest of your lineup. And is that going to be worth it with the hangover? Well, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's not really a lot of people in here that I'm avoiding completely with the exception of Keith Mitchell and Lucas Herbert. I, I mean, 
And listen, I went all in on Lucas Herbert being a, a just an absolute, I don't understand him at all for the Fortinet. And what did he do? He came out and was the first round leader on the Fortinet. And I had all these people wanting, and I even posted the video of, I posted the clip because, you know, <laughs> one of my resolutions was Ben wanted me to admit when I was wrong. So I posted the clip on Twitter and said, for, for, for all you people who love watching me take L's, I did it. And then, and then what happened? Do you remember what happened? Well, from what I recall, he did. He didn't really. Um, he flamed the hell out. Yeah, he 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 finished T thirty. He finished T thirty, which is exactly like that. That is a microcosm week of what Lucas Herbert is. Is he's like? It's, so, it's also a microcosm of what golf is. Like we get so, you know, either bent out of shape on Thursday or yes. ecstatic on Thursday. It's the opposite. On it's it's either or. And that can happen. He goes to T30. Or, you know, a guy barely makes a cut, ends up top five, top ten. It was so satisfying to watch him just disappear off the leaderboard after round one. And everybody, it was so satisfying. So I, I, I don't understand him. Keith Mitchell, I, long-term, big-time, zoomed out. Who's, you know, it, he could be one of the top, easily one of the top players in this field, if not the top player in this field. But he has not looked great outside of the 3M to me. Um, he plays tough golf courses well. He loves tough golf courses. You know, the U.S. Open finish was solid, Genesis Riviera. But I, I just don't – I'm not, I'm not buying the volatility with Keith Mitchell. He's never made a cut here. He hasn't been here since 2021. Those are the fades for me. Uh, I'm not crazy about SH. I, I mentioned that in the betting portion, although I, I would possibly play him if people avoided him. But other than that, like I'm, I like everybody else in here. It's just kind of a matter of construction and, uh, and ownership. Yeah, for me, I don't really have any like true, just absolute conviction I want to fade. Mm -hmm. Maybe Keith Mitchell's probably the one. You you're no, you don't want to play Herbert though either. I don't think I want to play Herbert no, either. No, no. Friends don't let. I, I, it's a, yeah. yeah I like, wouldn't, I we're wouldn't good. We're friends. We can't yeah. let each other do that to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of cash, Doug Gim is is my cash play at ninety one. Yeah, that's who I've got written down. Doug Gim. I mean, Gim's Gim's hitting it real solid, dude. Real solid. Yeah. He could have. He could finally have one of those again. Like. Real peak weeks and good finishes here. I like him a lot. Yeah, I do too. <clears throat> but but we got to be prepared because like Doug Gim could be projected at like twenty five percent ownership. He he could be, but that's <clears throat> the one. That's you know we talked about it earlier. You're going to have to have some guys yeah. that you wouldn't normally think is going to are going to be chalky, but they are going to be in a in a field like this. Gim's a guy that I would I'll eat the chalk on. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. I don't think Jaeger's going to be that chalky. I I'm still really? I, I talked about him as a bet. I, I think I want to play him in DFS too. It's 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 not a huge savings, but you know it's five hundred dollars off of Oberg. Yes. So I like Jaeger in DFS. Hmm. Uh, I was looking for Jaeger. So. I think Jaeger's. I think Jaeger's a, way more of an option for me in DFS than he is in the outright market, uh, for sure. <clears throat> okay. okay. Um, moving on to the next range, the AK range. I want to talk about Alex Smalley. You, you mentioned him in the betting show. We kind of glossed over him. Said I agreed with him. I said said he was. I felt like he was a pretty talented player. Um, I, I think Alex Smalley gives you as good of winning potential upside if we're, if we're looking at a guy who's trying to notch their first victory on the pga tour there's a lot of guys above him that haven't done it like doug gim bo hostler sh kim um eric cole stefan yeager ludwig Ebert, although he did win in on the dp world tour like i i don't know that smalley is i think his his ceiling is almost as good as everyone on that list Maybe not as good as a full 100% rested, not coming over from Rome, Ludwig Aberg. But, I mean, I would put his upside up there with Cole, probably higher. Yeah. Jaeger, for sure. Jaeger, Jaeger's proved nothing in, the, in terms of the upside. We just talked about that. Gim and Hosser, for sure. 
It's just he also may not even show up and look like he can't hit a golf, a golf ball today. You're talking about O'Bear? Smalley. Oh, Smalley. Are you in the chat again? Are you just eyeballing No, the chat? I was confused as to why you were saying that O'Bear, O'Bear may show up and act like... Or Smalley. Like, how would you say that Smalley wouldn't be... Would, would... No, I was saying... See, you don't listen. I was saying, I was saying that I think his upside is as good as all those players, except for, like, peak Ludwig, not when he's showing up off of yeah, all okay. that he's done, right? Like, I, I don't believe his upside is as good as what we've seen out of Ludwig Aberg already. When he's 100% Ludwig Aberg, not when he's coming back from Rome. <clears throat> also, my early lean for an, an easy little double-up card on underdog and, you know, dish, dishing out double-up cards on underdog for the Ryder Cup, uh, hit, that, hit that nice one on Friday. Just trying to give the people double up, quick double ups. But uh, Eric Cole higher than four and a half birdies, and Alex Smalley, they have him at seventy, seventy shooting a seventy on round one. Hmm. This, this is this is a par seventy two, all your par fives. Like go get it, make it happen. Score nineteen and a half under average winning score. If we get a if we get an average or or you know slightly above average Alex Smalley. Him shooting three under or better, I definitely see in the cards. Uh, if you want a little bit of that action, click on the link below if you've not signed up for Underdog right now. I believe for another two days or maybe three days, I think it's October 4th, if you use code JUNKIES and the, description, and the link in the description, you get a 100% deposit match up to $500. It's always been $100. They're doing $500 for just another, I literally think it's like 48 hours. So, um, yeah, there you go. I love Smalley. Yeah, um, um, he's really the only one in this in this AK range at the top that I really like going to. And then I pretty much dropped down to Sam Ryder, Hodges. This is where I think I'm gonna. This this is where I'm I'm thinking I pivot. I like this range a lot for some good pivots. Now I love Hodges. I agree with you. We talked about him, but I wonder if people hop. We'll hop on KH Lee after a good finish at the Fortinet, after a just horrible summer. I mean, awful summer. But for him to come out at the Fortinet and have and gain seven point nine strokes ball striking, which is the best he's done since May at the course that's damn near named after him at the Byron Nelson. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he had a little little break and a little lesson or two after his last miscut on August 6th. And by the time he finished the Fortinet, he was looking pretty good. I, I, I might be interested in hopping back in on KH Lee if he's low-owned. And I, I kind of have my eyeballs on Ben Griffin right now, too. Yeah, Finding it a little bit. Bermuda, early part of the year last year is when he thrived. Um, so I'm in on that. A player that I talked about this morning that I thought I liked that I don't like anymore is Tom Hoagie. Talked about him a little bit on the first look show. Kind of looking at him as an outright. The more I dug, the less I liked about Tom Hoagie. Yeah, I mean, I think Hoagie is just one of those. You always feel safe playing him. But I, I feel like he could be a good pivot candidate. Um, you know, when mm-hmm. I looked at it, you know, was first looking at this, I, I wasn't like that big on Hoagie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, totally I just re- never feel like I get a lot of upside out of him. Yeah, I mean, I know it's there, but I, I just I don't ever feel like it. It's you know I'm going to get it when I when I when I play them. Well, maybe you're the problem. I could be. I really I could be the problem. I I, I got a hoagie problem. Yeah, I I love your Sam Ryder pick. I mean, um, God, the dude the dude's just he picked up right where he left off with the iron play after he after the the summer and the and the FedEx St Jude. I mean, six point four stroke game with the irons on at the Fortinet's unbelievable. He's normally a very good putter. We've kind of seen this, like, is, is this a pendulum swing where a guy who is really good at one thing and sucks at everything else goes off and works on everything else, starts to get really good at it, and the thing that he was always really good at is kind of rusty? Like, that's a little bit about what we've seen with Sam Ryder the last few events, but I really like his, you know, what he's doing from a ball striking standpoint. I think Ryder's going to be one of the more popular plays in this range for sure. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it checks out, but... You know, I'm kind of thinking that the possible pivots could be Hubbard, 
because um, I think he's I think he's honestly a little overpriced. But sometimes that's how we pivot is we pay up for guys. I think he's a little overpriced even in this field. Um, KH Lee's a possible pivot. I think Ben Griffin's going to be a pivot. And I know my boy Luke List. I'm going to play Luke List. Spaz says 19 under winning score and DB wants to play Luke List. Well, I, I, I get that. I get that. I mean, Torrey Pines wasn't 19 under. That's for sure. Um, but with the putter coming around, like I said, with the putter coming around, with it trend, if we were just looking at standard Luke List, like ball striking was always good and standard Luke List, but losing three and a half shots on the greens, that would be one thing. But with the trend, the, the three or four tournament trend looking up a little bit, I'm willing to buy in a little bit, especially if he's low owned. I'm willing to buy in a little bit and see if it's still there because it doesn't take him much. And he's going to gain. He's going to eat on these par fives. Okay. Um, I, what do we do with Davis Thompson? I, I, I feel like he is one, too, that I always start to... Davis Thompson may be becoming my loop list. <laughs> you know, um, like, he could be gradually coming that way. I mean, you look at his, his stats recently. He's gained strokes off the tee in his last five events. He's had... yeah. Basically, four top 30s in his last five events. Um, I think one of those was 31st. He's second in this field in par five scoring. You know, I mentioned off the the tees, top 20 there. Um, The dude can score. Yeah. So I I feel like Davis Thompson could be another one that's that's potentially low-owned that we should look at. If he he is, I I think I could be talked into it. I think you're right. You, You get him on Bermuda where he's more comfortable. Um, I don't mind it. He, you know, he did fire our boy Dean, who's got a caddy change, but he, yeah. he did go to Joe Etter, who was Patton Kazire's former caddy. He knows Joe Etter from the Seattle Mafia, so he's, it's not like a totally new guy. You know, no no rapport. You know, new budding relationship on the bag. He knows Joe, um, so I like that. Uh, and sometimes a change is what the guy needs. Um, sometimes it's not, and they do it anyway. And I think it's dumb, but yeah. Who knows? Uh, so I, I agree with you. I think the AK range is kind of that. That is that is that is Pivotsville, right there. I think I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that it turns into the place to go if you if you're looking for a good pivot, you go there this week. We'll see. All right, seven K range. Did I say cash? Oh yeah, Sam Ryder. Seven K range. Uh, obviously, a ton of options here. I think in cash, just to start there. It's either Grayson Sig or D. Wu for me. I think you play either one of them, play both of them. I love them both. Can't argue with how either one of them are playing. Um, the fade for me in this range is the defending champion, Mackenzie Hughes, on principle, because I think he's trash. And <laughs> I, I think he sucks. So add in to I feel that. I like you have some, something against him for no reason at all. No I, no, I do have a reason. The reason is he sucks. That's the reason. So well, he's won more golf tournaments than Bo Hostler. Th- this is true. This this is this is true. I mean, he had a world class day for him uh, when it comes to approach play. Let's just you know, let's just look at it, Pat. Let's see. <clears throat> oh, this is fun. He has 182 logged strokes gained events in his career. 182. That's a lot. That's a lot, Pat. Mm-hmm. Where do you think his Strokes gained approach performance at the 2022 Sanderson Farms ranked in those 182 events. Well, he gained 5.3 strokes in that event. Mm -hmm. And if you just look, if you just scan through, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't see anything close to that. And he's Mm -hmm. typically not even gaining strokes on approach (laughs) for the most part. So that's got to be up there as like number one. Probably. He has log tournaments back to 2012. 2012. Oh, the RSM <laughs> Classic in 21, he gained 6.3. So that would have been higher. That's number one. That is so 6.3 is higher one. than five. Second, it is he higher has than, won that tournament, too. It is higher than 5.3, yes. Um, it is his fourth highest finish, just barely, um, to the Barbasol at 5.5. Tough field there. And the John Deere at 5.8. So, listen, is his body of work and the, the finishes and the experience on the PGA Tour 
way better and above the baseline of, of this garbage field? Yes, it is. And maybe if you want to award points for that, be my guest. I am happy to avoid him every day of the week unless we get a new Mackenzie Hughes who has learned how to hit his irons, which is very critical to success on the PGA Tour. So I'm out. I, I'm out too. I was just, I, I mean, I just, <laughs> yeah, I knew you were out. You don't want, you don't want any, you don't want that smoke either, dude. No, I don't want, I don't want any part of him. I'm trying to figure out who I would play in cash though. Oh, did you say Sig for you? It's Sig and Dwoo, seventy-five yeah. and seventy-six hundred. Probably definitely Dwoo for me. Um, where do we think? Who do we think is going to be popular? Obviously, it's going to be Dwoo. Dwoo is popular. I think Sig's going to get a little love. I think Akshay's going to be popular. You think so? People love some Akshay. I think they. I think they did not like the miscut at the Fortinet because he was. If I remember correctly, he was high owned at the Fortinet. People didn't love. People didn't love that. But but yeah, I mean, will will Peter Quest? No, no. People are. I like Peter Quest a lot usually, but people. I don't think as many people believe. And Peter Quest. I don't see a ton of chalk down here, to be honest. I think Carson Young is going. There's going to be a lot of people because he will be a popular you, play down it, there. Yeah, if you're if you're trying to fit yep. in some of those higher price guys like uh, O'Bear, yep, you're gonna have you're gonna look at Carson Young. And I like him. Movie. I like him. Can I yep. give you a pivot though? Right there next to Carson Young. If you're like, gosh, Carson Young, mm. really? At you know, fourteen percent. You like some MJ, don't I think, you? I think we give MJ. I think we give MJ Duffy mm-hmm. a run. Duffy. I, he's another one whose name I never get right. I want to say Defu. You want to make him foreign or something? I, I don't, yeah. MJ Defu. 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 If you were like German or French, maybe? That's like the skunk. Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. There are people listening to this that have no idea what that is. They're too young. Maybe I don't know. A lot of, maybe our listeners are getting older, like us. Do you you know who that is, don't you? Yeah, Pepe Le Pew, the the the, sc- the cartoon skunk, the Looney Tunes. Yeah, skunk. yeah. He was always about? after the ladies. No, oh, no. He had. He loved. He loved him. Uh, he loved some ladies. What was the, What was the female skunk's name? Daphne. Who would you think would uh, be the Pepe Le Pew of of the golf? We already know. I told you. Oh, oh, oh! You talking about from the lady side or from the being stinky side? Uh, no, no. I'm just talking about like who, who would, who would act like Pepe around the ladies? Oh, okay. Because we know who the two smelliest guys are on the PJ mm-hmm. tour. We were told that in Chicago. Yeah. Um, like literally smelliest. But uh, the pep, most Pepe Le Pew. Boy, I don't know. It'd have to be a. I mean, you have to make it. You have to make it someone from another country just because Pepe yeah. Le Pew was French and it just that's how that would go. So um Adrian Moronk. <laughs> uh no. Adrian Moronk has already far outkicked his coverage. So yeah. he needs to st- he needs to do everything he can to hold on to what he's got because mm. he has a rocket. Have you not looked that up? No, I need to. Yeah, to un- unbelievable. Actually, before you do it, refresh your brain on what Adrian Moronk looks like. Just do that first. Okay. And fi- find an image. See if you can find a go- a, an image of Adrian Moronk with no hat and no sunglasses on. Just, so, so you, I want you to make sure you see the whole thing. Are you saying he wears a disguise? I, I'm just saying I want, you to, I want you to fully see what she sees when she like rolls over in the morning, and it's Adrian Moronk, so that you can understand... Okay. How by how much he is out kicking his coverage, and then you can look, then you can look up her. Okay. The, yeah. It, it would have been the equivalent of back a couple years ago when Phil won the PGA, when like Kevin Strillman was about to win the PGA, and we were yeah. and, and we had the picture of Kevin Strillman holding the PGA Championship trophy. It would have it would have been like he would have been Kevin Strillman, and she was the PGA Championship trophy. <clears throat> Is Grio married? I could feel. Yes. I, I could also, see Emiliano being like very much like Pepe. Exact same activity. Do it with Emiliano Grio. Exactly the same activity. <laughs> Do the same thing. I know, I know he's yeah. Okay. Same thing. Absolute rocket town. 
Okay, well, are we I'm talking? About? I'm running out of names. I like First, I like MJ. He finished twelfth at the Sanderson a couple years ago. Bombs it, puts it. I don't mind him. Other pivots. Um, I can't believe you haven't said Novak yet. Right? We're going to do Novak yeah, again, right? He right? has been one I've looked at. Right there near Carson Young. They're, they're going to. Yeah. Another pivot near Carson Young. I do like Carson Young. Don't get me wrong. I, I hope he comes in a little bit under the radar, but he won't. Um, I still, if I'm going to sit there and say on the betting side that Robbie Shelton's a top 20 play for yeah, me, then you then have I'm, to, I've you got to bet him. him or play him here in DFS. So I would Godspeed. say him. Yeah, Godspeed to that. Um, I think I'm 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 about to be back in on Cal- it's about to be DB Callum Terran season again. I'm yeah. already back. Just he's brought me right back with the 13th at the 3M, a seventh at the Fortinet. Now I'm back into believing, baby. I, I think I'm probably about to get back on the the Robbie or uh, Callum Terran train. He's got three top or sorry one top 20 here. T13 last year. T7 at the Fortinet. I will say that, like when it comes to these guys in the seven, low sevens and six K, I I would prefer a guy who played the Fortinet, just because like and and hopefully played well at the Fortinet, just because at least that at, at least at that point there's already so many questions to be answered down here with these guys, but at least at that point I have the question answered of has this guy done anything to improve his golf game competitively since last seen at the probably Wyndham, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you, you could pick a lot of names down here and just be like, oh, well, um, I, I don't know. Like, have we seen – did Scott Stallings play the Fortinet? I think he did. Oh, yeah, he did. I don't know. Somebody don't, who didn't play know. it. Yeah, I don't know if he did or not. He did. I just okay. looked at it. All right, 6K draft. <clears throat> I'll start. Um, Jason Duffner. This is going to be fun. Jason Duffner. Dude, I mean, and, and honestly – if we were if we were drafting a team like legit drafting a team, he would have been he would have been my first round pick, sixty five hundred. I, I I buy the floor of Jason Duffner. Okay. All right. Um. Also finished yeah like I said T nineteen at the Fortinet. Oh, let's see. Um, I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Charlie Hoffman, sixty-eight hundred. I don't hate it. I like Hoffman. He's he's got a good history here. <clears throat> um, he did miss a cut at the Fortinet, but you know had that T twelve at the Wyndham. It started showing a few signs of some some success. So I, I like Hoffman. I liked him at the Fortinet too. That missed cut, I think, got yeah. me on a couple lineups. But you know, I mean, at least he's he's at least pegged it. Took, took the rust off a little bit. <clears throat> um, you know, he's, you know I, I, here's a name I don't know that I've ever selected, Pat, ever. Even back in like 2015, 16, when he was, I think, kind of a thing. Um, but he's played here four times. His best finish was in 2015. Finished 33rd. Made the cut again in 2020. He's coming off a T25 at the Fortinet, a T33 at the Wyndham. Kelly Craft. Okay. Our boy Josh Gregory loves him some, you know, working with Kelly Craft. I think he's also, he may also be working with Scott Hamilton. Um, but, a, you know, T25 at the Fortinet to start things off, gain strokes in every single category. You're not going to be able to find a whole lot of players in the 6K range who played the Fortinet and gained strokes in every category. And he's going to be like 2% at the most, 3% at the most, maybe. 6,600. Okay. All right. I will go with... Um, hmm. I'm tempted by Schwab. Yeah. Let's do it. We'll go Schwab, yeah. I thought I you were going to do that, by the way. 6,500. Um. Where was he? Spin- oh, yeah, he was T11 at the Fortinet. I like that, too. So we'll go oh, with yeah. Schwab. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I think I'm going to go. You know, I got to shout out our boy Chris Hartz in the Discord. He, 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 he nailed a couple of guys this morning that I, he was asking me about that, that are just kind of usually I kind of feel it in my plums, guys. You know, plums plays, as Spaz likes to call it. 
And I don't have a ton of logic for him other than, um, you know, he's had a few good finishes. But Harry Hall at 6,900. I think I'll take a little Harry Hall. It, it was ugly at the Fortinet, but he, his putter saved him as it, as it a lot of times does. Um, but he hits it far enough. Doesn't, doesn't hit a lot of fairways, but short game's good. Irons can be real spotty. But we've seen, we've at least seen some, some peak finishes out of him at events like at Colonial, Charles Schwab, Mexico, Corrales, Puerto Rico, similar fields there too. Shriners last year. So I'll go Harry Hall. Okay. Um, man, there is such crap down yeah. here. It's yeah. so hard. Like, even just trying to find guys in here that made the cut at the Fortinet. So you, you gotta get you gotta get a little outside of the box on some of these guys. Um yeah. Man, what what if I went Snedeker? God, I didn't, I didn't even know he's in the field. He is. He played well at Fortinet, <laughs> yeah. I think, for a little bit. Maybe he ended up missing the cut. Uh, I don't see. He was one that was playing well, and I was like, I didn't know he was in the field. No, he didn't play. He played the, he played the Wyndham and the 3M and made it in both of them. Has yeah. not played yet. It's all short game. All short game. Yeah. Which is basically all he's, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a six k range. You, you do you. Yolo. I'm going to go with Sneds. I'll go with Sneds here. <clears throat> okay. All right, good stuff. Good show. We knocked it out in an hour, six minutes. Betting show, DFS show. Don't forget to get in that SoBet contest. Come see us. Come hang out in April. Uh, click the link in the description. And check out the Ryder Cup recap if you want. We're going to do some fun stuff with the Ryder Cup recap. Uh, we're trying to get a little off, off the beaten path with that so that if you've already listened to other big media outlets do a Ryder Cup recap, ours might be a little different, a little more zany, a little more out there. We've got yeah. some good stuff uh, planned for that as well as member guest recap. Thank you to everybody. We're back at it. Regularly scheduled programming for us this week, next week, and the following week, three PJ Tour events in a row coming up. Pumped about it. Let's hit some winners and bend over your bookie and may your screens be green. See ya!